For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is a turning point today of news deserts and ocean sewage. It's probably never occurred to you, but you may be really lucky or unlucky, depending upon where you live. If you're lucky, you have a number of local news sources. They range from a decent newspaper to multiple TV stations to local or regional journalistic websites to the hyper-local community sources like the weekly newspapers, Facebook groups, or other online news startups. If you're unlucky in this regard, it's likely that you live in a less densely populated part of America where local newspapers, often the only source of local information for miles around, have gone broke and folded, leaving vast so-called news deserts in their wake. The business case for newspapers changed almost imperceptibly at the dawn of the Internet. First, Craigslist began taking the classified revenue. Then, as the Internet grew, so too did instantly accessible, constantly updated news, rendering many print dailies reporting outdated by the time the dead tree version landed on your doorstep. Advertisers left, taking lifeblood revenue with them, but the costs remained. Where electrons are free, newsprint and ink are not. Delivery of internet news bears little cost, but delivery of daily paper requires an expensive printing press and a fleet of trucks that in turn require drivers, fuel, maintenance, and insurance. The diminishing revenue and rising costs have spelled disaster for major dailies, so just imagine how they've impacted their smaller weekly and daily cousins. Things lost include the little pieces of daily life, like a community calendar, obituaries, high school sports, police reports, and news about local service organizations like the Optimists and the Rotary. All that is to say that Nothing about big things like traditional rules of local papers' disaster reporting and their function as a watchdog that holds corrupt politicians to account. To combat the loss, some forward-looking thinkers decided to leverage the one institution nearly all communities have, their local library. The thought that the library can serve as a home base and clearinghouse for independent journalism is powerful. Libraries are, by definition, a reliable source of reference materials and are notably nonpartisan. We love our libraries. They are the local gathering places that confer credibility and stability through uncertain times. With a little luck, there will soon be a journalism effort emanating from local libraries in news desert communities via a web-based template called factlynews.org. It will come not a moment too soon. Here's an example of what happens when there's thriving media in the landscape. The southwest corner of the U.S. has suffered for decades from millions of gallons of untreated sewage flowing from insufficient wastewater treatment on both sides of the border. Because there are multiple hyperlocal news sources, a coalition of nonprofits, including the Surfrider Foundation, Emerald Keepers, and StopTheSewage.org, were able to gain attention for a large public rally on a local beach. The mayors and city council members from impacted communities that are sick and tired of being sick and tired from untreated sewage spoke demanding that state and federal governments get off their hands and finally take meaningful action. 
Community speakers counted the days in the many hundreds that some California beaches have been closed and reminded us that we're not trying to create nuclear fusion here. The necessary and effective technologies have existed for years. Tourism suffers, so retail and hospitality suffer. Worse, the Navy trains our fighting forces in those waters. They don't, for obvious national security reasons, discuss the impact of polluted waters on the, or on the health of trainees. But we know they're at risk, as are lifeguards, first responders, surfers, waiters, swimmers, and children. Concerned citizens leveraged the robust local media, gathered, got loud, and vowed to stay loud and vigilant until they get real action instead of the lip service they've become accustomed to. Public perception and action have been heightened by responsive local media and citizens with the savvy and media literacy to get game-changing focus on a fixable problem. They beat back attempts to politicize what is clearly a public health issue and focused media attention on the will or lack thereof in Sacramento and Washington to address a continuing crisis. Now, imagine a similar crisis enveloping a small town in a news desert where there's no newspaper, no television station, and the local radio station was sold years ago to a distant conglomerate that completely abandoned and automated the station from afar, eschewing a local president so that there is no newsroom, no reporters. There's no hyper-local website, and if there are Facebook groups, they are rent asunder by gossip and innuendo because there's no independent voice able to credibly investigate, define problems, and create the dialogue that leads to solutions. If you're lucky enough to have a diverse media landscape, great. If you're not that lucky, keep an eye out for factlynews.org. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton.